Welcome to the Think Like a CFO podcast, where we dig into not only what it takes to start a business, but to keep your business thriving for years to come using my signature CFO money method framework. I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am a CPA and business financial coach. I have over 20 years of experience in business, and it is my passion to share my knowledge of business finance and personal finance with other women. You can also follow me with my column at Forbes.com or my column with Entrepreneur.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the 28th episode of the Think Like a CFO podcast. Wow. I can't believe it's been 28 episodes already. I want you to know that I really appreciate you, and I am so grateful that you're tuning in. I remember when I first started this podcast, I was so scared to put myself out there. But I also knew that I had to help and I could help so many other people with providing financial information that they needed, that I had this feeling in my gut, I just had to do it. And six months later, this little podcast has grown so much since its first day. And I'm so grateful for that. I've had many entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, sprinkled in with some financial tidbits along the way. And I've had solo episodes where I come at you hard about your finances. The bottom line is, as an entrepreneur, you're the CEO of your company, and you need to understand your finances and how your business decisions affect your bottom line. And I'm here to help you with that. An excellent way for you to help me reach more people through this podcast is to hit subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, and leave a review. I love getting reviews like this one from Emmy4444, who says, This podcast has already helped me see my business in a new light. I find it hard to understand all the nuances of money in my business, and Melissa breaks everything down so easily for me to understand. I'm also really enjoying the interviews so far and learning how other entrepreneurs are managing their business finances. Great podcast. Wow, that's a huge thank you to Emmy4444 for that fantastic review. If you want to help me reach more people with this information, leave a review on the show and I'm going to be sure to share your review on my podcast. So on to the business, on to the show. Today we are tackling a topic that sends most entrepreneurs into a panic. And I'm seeing a lot about this topic lately everywhere I look in social media. For some, it's known as the most stressful time of the year. And if you fall into this category, I am overjoyed to offer you some support today. So it's tax season and lots of people hate it. So I'm here to help you clear through all the crap of the tax season information. So before we dive into preparing for tax season, I want to talk about how getting more from your accounting goes beyond taxes. You didn't think I was going to send an episode without actually talking about how you need to know your numbers, did you? And just a side note, I want you to know, okay, when I tell people that I'm a CPA, quite often they assume I'm a tax accountant. Although I have practiced corporate and personal taxes in my career, I would never consider myself to be an expert. The tax code is a huge book filled with all sorts of tax legislation that honestly, my my opinion, it takes years to hone these skills. Tax does not bring me joy as an accountant, and I prefer the financial analysis aspect of accounting instead of taxes. So it's common for large businesses, actually for any business, big or small, 
to have their own in-house accounting team. So whether that's your bookkeeper or if you have a fully loaded accounting team led by a specially trained CFO leading it, it is very common to outsource your taxes. Not all accountants are tax experts. I often tell people when you go to your general practitioner at your doctor, your family doctor, let's say, and you want them to diagnose a heart condition, it doesn't quite work that way. You have to go to somebody who specializes in hearts, which is a cardiologist. Accounting is no different. We all have our specializations. There aren't as many as doctors have, but there certainly are specializations. And my specialization is dealing with the actual management within your business. So I love to talk about, you know, managing your books, understanding your financial reports, doing the budgeting, the financial analysis of your business, the cash management, all sorts of great stuff. I take everything in your business and I run it from taking the transaction all the way to ensuring that your bookkeeping is done. So when you take your books to your tax accountant, everything's perfect and it goes smoothly. So that's my job. Okay. Accountants are so much more than taxes and bean counters. Do you know how well-trained professional accountants are in business? Accountants are the backbone or the spine of any successful business. We are analytical and strategic thinkers trained to understand what the numbers are telling us, but we see the big picture as well. Numbers tell a story and your accountant interprets those numbers and tells you your story. There are so many hidden messages in your numbers and the key is to unlocking this knowledge and using it to your advantage. But the big question is, Why can't you do this? You know, you're a small business and you might think that you don't really need to know your numbers or need some sort of elaborate accounting system. And you would be partially correct. You're correct in thinking that you don't need an elaborate accounting system, but you definitely need a system. Setting financial goals for your business and monitoring your financial progress against those goals should definitely be a priority to you. But what I strongly advocate for small businesses who can't afford to keep regular contact with their accountant, you need to learn this basic skill on your own. Even if affordability wasn't an issue, Smart business owners take a keen interest in knowing their numbers. And if you're not understanding your numbers, you are missing out on huge opportunities to better understand your business. You don't need an accounting designation to ensure you're making the best financial decisions for your business. You need to know within yourself that you are making those best decisions. You don't need to have someone tell you what the best decision is for your business because you know your business the best. You need to be the one making those decisions. So if you are making decisions blindly without understanding your numbers, you're putting your your business at risk. Nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do. So I highly recommend you get to know your numbers. And when you get familiar with the foundational aspects of business money management, it becomes as routine as brushing your teeth. And if you miss a day of it, you you miss it. Like you feel gross if you don't brush your teeth every day. It's going to be the same thing. You get into a routine and maybe every day is a bit of a stretch. For some people, it would be okay to check in weekly, but you have to check in with your numbers and know what's going on and know how your business decisions are impacting your business. And you have to look at this as data. All it is is data. You, you can't get emotional about the feedback that you're getting because if it's not good, a smart entrepreneur takes that data and says, okay, that didn't work. Now I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to try something different. So if you don't know something's not working, you're leaking your money out. When your finances are organized and you have a system in place, you can focus on taking your business in the direction that makes sense to you. 
The methods I teach are easy and imperative for business success. They are essentials in knowing your business. As your business grows, you will likely have a need for an accountant on payroll or a consulting accountant. However, you will always need the basic foundation to ensure you understand why you should make certain decisions. So regardless of what stage you are at in your business, these skills will be valued always. So I always encourage business owners, if you're in like the first year of business, this is a great time to get to know your numbers because the investment that you make in time to learn this information, the return on that investment is going to be like insanely high. I can't even give you an estimate. You're going to save so much money and you are going to have so many profitable opportunities in your business because you took the time to learn your numbers. The accountant provides a lot of value for you as a business owner, but the biggest value is in understanding your conversations with your accountant and other financial professionals. Not only these business conversations, but all conversations. I read somewhere Warren Buffett had a quote, accounting is the language of business. And it's so true because all the language in accounting, all good business people know this language. It is a universal language. And because it's numbers, it is a universal, truly a universal language. You can look at anything. And when numbers are involved, you can figure out what's going on in a business without, you know, actually understanding the language that the report is written in. So the bottom line is, if you care about your business and want to make the best possible decisions in your business, take the time to learn how to interpret your numbers. Knowing your numbers is the best investment you can make for the longevity of your business. And these skills will be with you for the long haul, ensuring that your business is super profitable and it will be around for years to come. So getting back to tax season, this is the nail biter. Tax season causes many entrepreneurs and business owners unnecessary anxiety due to the fear of the unknown. But when you are prepared ahead of time and understand the process, it can make tax season a breeze to flow through. Now, unfortunately, a thing that I see often with entrepreneurs is that they don't have their financial management plan in place for their business. So they go through their business and, you know, they pay their tax installments and they figure everything is fine. But the reality of it is your tax installments are based on what you paid in taxes in the previous year. So let's say the previous year, you made $10,000 worth of profit because that's what your taxes are based on. It's based on profit, not how much revenue you have coming in, but your profit, which is your revenue less your expenses. So let's say you had $10,000 of profit. So you were taxed, let's say on average, I don't know, 25%. It, de- it depends on what country and state or province that you're in to determine your tax rate, but we'll use 25% for simplicity's sake. So that meant that you paid $2,500 for your taxes in 2019, let's say. So this year, 2020 is coming to an end and you've paid installments that are basically the equivalent of $2,500 because that's what you paid in taxes the year before. That's how they set your tax installments. So you think that you've paid your installments, so you shouldn't owe anything at the end of the year when you do your corporate taxes and file them. But what happens is, let's say you had a stellar year and you made $100,000 in profit. So you would be paying $25,000 in taxes this year for 2020. But the problem is you only paid $2,500 in tax installments. So do the math and you've got $25,000 tax bill minus $2,500 of tax installments that you paid and you owe $22,500. 
And chances are you didn't expect that. And you're like, oh my God, where am I going to get this cash? It is a huge shocker to people. This is why when I'm coaching and in, in, in my online program, I show entrepreneurs how to budget for their taxes so that they save the money and they have the cash on hand. And there are no surprises at the end of the year when their tax return is completed as to how much money they owe. So the stress is alleviated because they are prepared and they know that this is happening. So this tax year for 2020 has been unique in terms of the pandemic and government relief subsidies. So be sure to disclose all the information on your tax return or to your tax accountant. You must report all income received in your business for tax purposes. CRA and the Internal Revenue Services have put together a tax information package on their websites to use for reference. I'm going to leave both the links, both for Canada Revenue Agency and Internal Revenue Services, so that you can reference these in the show notes. You can just go on, click, and you'll know exactly where to go. Okay, so for this episode, I want to leave you with some tips on how to prepare uh, for a smooth tax season. And I'm going to give you some tips to take away for 2021. And I think I already gave you a huge tip for 2021 is make sure that you have a plan in action so you can estimate what your taxes are owing before you get slammed with a surprise bill. Because making profit is fantastic, but you cannot forget that you're going to have to pay taxes on that profit. So tips on preparing for taxes. The first one, and these are not in any order of importance. This is just stuff that I put together. So the first one I would say is communicate with your tax accountant and get information on deadlines. I hope if you're an entrepreneur and you've got a business, you are using a tax accountant. If you're not and you're doing it yourself, I'm not going to address that. I'm just talking to people who are using a tax accountant. So get clear on your deadlines. Knowing what documents are expected from you and what the deadlines are to send to your accountant will help you. Keep your accountant informed when there's been changes in your life or business that would affect how your tax returns are approached. So if you've sold shares, you've got a new partner in your personal life, if you've had a baby, a divorce, because chances are if you're going to a tax accountant for your business, you should get be getting them to do your take into consideration your personal tax situation as well, because a good tax accountant works with both so they can save you money. But we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay, so keep your accountant informed of all the changes in your life, all the changes in your business, and be aware of all the deadlines that are coming up. Your accountant should clearly provide those for you. One of the most overwhelming parts of taxes for businesses is a large number of varying deadlines for different locations, for industries, cities, etc. So if it's easier for you, make a schedule, whether it's digital, on paper, however you choose, and hold yourself accountable for being aware of all the applicable deadlines so that you can be prepared. Mapping out a defined timeline makes it easier to tackle each one by one, making it more manageable overall. Now, my second tip is make a list and gather the evidence into a folder. When you have your documents in order for your accountant, for them to complete your tax return, you know, your accountant loves that. Your accountant loves clients that come in organized. Everything's itemized. You've got the checklist printed off as the cover sheet and you've got all the documents that they want in that package. That is just 
music to our ears. I mean, I remember working in public accounting firms during tax time, and it's so stressful on everybody. You got to remember, this is the busiest time for your accountant, like the busiest. And we're all the staff are stressed out. They're working long hours. They're working weekends. It is an insane time. And the easier you make it for them, the more valued you will be as a client. All clients are valued, but you really appreciate the ones who make it easier for you. So another tip is to stay on top of paperwork and maintain a system. And clearly, I'm all about systems. It sounds so simple, but it's an incredibly common misstep for people. If you aren't proactively working in an efficient system, you're going to fall behind. Having a plan ensures that things aren't missed and that everything is in its proper place. It makes paperwork easier over the course of the year by allowing you to work in smaller sections. It makes the filing period significantly less stressful since all documents are where they should be and ready to go. Give yourself plenty of time to meet these deadlines. There's nothing worse than looking at this at the last minute and realizing, oh no, I have to contact the bank for this form or I have to do this or that or whatever. If you don't have a plan in place, it's just going to mess up your system. It never hurts to submit your information and documents required to your accountant earlier than the deadlines that they've enforced. This will allow you to have plenty of time and little stress about meeting these deadlines. And if something unexpected arises, you still have plenty of time. Even myself, every year I go to do the taxes and every year there's something that I forgot. I'm like, oh crap, I have to go ask so-and-so for this form or whatever. I'm a huge believer in giving myself plenty of time to get my taxes completed so that I don't feel the stress if I'm, you know, getting so close to a deadline and I just don't think I can meet it because that gets stressful. This whole episode is trying to reduce the stress around tax season. And as you can see, the majority of it is planning. So review your bookkeeping for the year and look for any errors. When you have your bookkeeper do a final review of your books and correct any errors, it will be helpful for your accountant. And it helps keep the costs down as well, because if you're sending your books to the accountant and they end up spending time making a cup, like several adjusting entries or correcting books that aren't done properly, it adds up in your bill. So don't think that they don't charge you for that because they absolutely do. And they have to make sure that your financial statements are correct because that's what they base the tax return on. You need accurate and current books to submit to your tax accountant in order to file your tax returns. So they will review it. Okay, this is an important step. This is what I was alluding to earlier. Review tax strategies with your tax accountant. So the return on investment of working with your tax accountant is definitely in how your tax accountant can help you save and plan tax saving strategies using personal and business finance tips. And I mean this wholeheartedly, whether you're Canadian, American, I don't know, anywhere in the world, there are tax strategies to to be had. And what happens is when your tax accountant is working with you and doing your business taxes, plus your personal taxes, first of all, they will advise you on whether you need to be incorporated or not, and if that is the most beneficial route for you to take. And then secondly, they will maximize your tax savings through your business and your personal finances. And then plan for the year ahead. 
this is forward thinking, okay? Because if this is your first tax year listening to the information I just gave you and now you feel prepared and you're going to go ahead and you're going to prepare for, you know, getting your 2020 tax return done, start planning for 2021. Be proactive and start collecting and storing your tax information as it comes in. So you'll always know where you go to get it when it's time to prepare for your tax return in in the following year. When you place important tax documents in a folder immediately, it's a huge time saver. And believe me, I've been there. And a couple of times, I've even though I know better, I've not listened to my own advice. I don't know. I have some madness. Like you always think accountants are so organized and so anal and they've got everything in their rightful spot. Well, I'm like the person who completely defies the typical, you know, bean counter stereotype of accounting. And if you looked at my desk, because my kids and my husband look at my desk and they're like, oh my God, it's a disaster. And it's true. But I say like, I have my own filing system. I know where everything is on my desk. But when it comes time to finding those papers when I need them, do you think I can find them? No, but that's my issue. And I could go on a rant about punishing myself over this forever, but I've been doing this forever and I keep repeating the madness every year. So let's just say, don't do what I do. Be organized, have your files, you pull it out at the end of the year, and there's very few things that you need to prepare for tax season. And then a couple of don'ts. So don't not do it the double negative there. It may seem obvious, but it happens more often than you think. So many people are like, oh my God, I can't deal with the taxes. I'm I'm just going to not do them. And what happens is you end up paying so much in penalties and interest expense. It's just not worth it. Deal with it and then deal with the, the repercussions of it. Don't keep it waiting forever because that stuff is like, just because you haven't filed your taxes doesn't mean they're not going to charge interest on anything that you owe. So you might as well just deal with it and get it done. And then the next one is don't miss out on applicable tax credits. So ensure that you're taking advantage of all the tax credits your business might be eligible for. Some are not available through filing. This is in the U.S. mostly. You may have to apply for them, but it's essential to do your research on what's out there. So my advice again is communicate with your tax accountant. You know, your tax accountant should be looking out for you and let you know what you qualify for. So that's another reason why I'm a huge believer in hiring the tax expert that you need. I know a lot of people want to cut corners and do their own taxes, but I really don't advise that because these tax accountants, they have spent years and years learning their craft and they are good at what they do. And just because you have access to Google does not mean that you're a tax accountant. There's very complicated tax scenarios that they can take you through and they know them like the back of their hand. And it would take you days and days of research to figure out if you're applicable for that or not. In my opinion, it's worth it. Suck up the expense, pay for your tax accountant to do your your tax returns and enjoy the return on that investment because I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy the extra money. Those are pretty much all the tips I have for you to help you prepare for tax season. Preparing for your business taxes may be more detailed than planning for personal taxes, and it definitely requires you to consider more options. So I'm also going to leave a link for allowable business tax deductions that you can claim against your business. I mean, I could list them out here, but everybody has their own business and they can be unique to what you can claim in your business. So if I just leave the link, you can peruse through all the applicable deductions or allowable business deductions that you can take advantage of. Just to summarize, I think you probably understand that for a tax season to run smoothly, 
preparation is key. It's important to pay attention to details and ensure you are submitting a truthful tax return. Having a good relationship with your accountant with open communication prevents the likelihood of misunderstandings and ensure the process runs smoothly. And I'm a huge believer in having a really good relationship with your accountant. I believe episode 24 is about hiring a good accountant and how important it is to have that communication. And I'll repeat it again, and I have no issues saying this. If your accountant is being disrespectful to you, it's time to find a new accountant because there's no need to put up with that crap. You're paying them. You are a client of theirs and you should not be putting up with any crap. I'm a firm believer in treating all my clients really well and not talking in language that they don't understand because it's belittling. It's embarrassing for the client and you did not go to school to be an accountant. So you're not well versed in all the accounting jargon. So your accountant should be respectful enough to take that into consideration and appreciate you for who you are. And I have to mention this because sadly, I've worked with so many accountants that were so senior and they were just full of so much BS to their clients. And I just personally, my advice to you is if you get treated like that, move on. So if you have any questions, just quick questions, whatever, you can send me an email or drop me a line in Facebook or on Instagram, wherever you can find me. And I'd be happy to help with any any questions that you may have about preparing your tax returns or sorry, preparing to have your professional complete your tax returns. Or if you're looking for a tax accountant and you're looking for a referral, contact me. I can send you some names. I'm personally not a tax accountant, but I know a few and that I would recommend and that I hold in high regard and are decent people. So that's it for tax season. I wish you well and don't stress out. Thanks for listening to the Think Like a CFO podcast with Melissa Houston CPA. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And remember, nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.